Aloha, I am June Jones of the Houston Roughnecks, and this is the XFL Show. Football fans, this is for the love of football, and this is the XFL show. I'm Alan, and I'm Bryant. The CFL is returning, it's official, and the most anticipated CFL season in XFL history is a go. We're hyped, we have a lot of thoughts, and we know you do too. Let's get right into this thing because it's a big week for all of our Canadian football friends. And like we always say, Brian, everybody love everybody. I couldn't be happier for everybody up north returning to some normalcy with the return of the CFL. Yeah, we're about six weeks away for those those, uh, friends of ours uh, to enjoy some football. Congrats. I'm I'm excited. A unanimous vote. We'll get into here in a little bit. Uh, We actually got into it a a little bit yesterday but we'll get into that too later uh but alan you're excited too i'm sure a lot of it (laughs) i'm i'm seriously gonna be uh getting my uh saskatchewan rough riders gear this weekend i'm debating on maybe a hat shirt maybe both maybe some sweatpants i'm that's my big life choice this weekend brian but yes i'm very happy about it but we have have the tariffs and how it relates to the exit yeah, or maybe, I might get the tariffs. I could use some of those. But we have to yep. get into all of it today with how it affects the XFL. Because like you always say, you don't have your sign this week. This is not the CFL show. This is the XFL show. And the CFL playing in 2021, a great thing, I think, for all football fans. But for XFL fans, what does it mean? We'll get into that. 724-565-4XFL is the number for you to call. It's the XFL fan line or text anytime you want. We're going to read one of your texts that we got this week, like we do every week here coming up. So make sure you reach out to us there if you want to get on the show or hit us up on social media at XFL Show and reach us that way. Converse, talk, make comments. If they're silly enough or interesting enough, we might even bring them up on the air. We always are lurking and reading what you're saying on on the social media. Prowling through the night. We appreciate, yes, we are night prowlers on the social media. Look at what you're saying about us at XFL Show. And, uh, well, we're brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcast, Brian. And what they say about them is that they help people get podcasts done in a very simple and efficient manner. And I know from firsthand experience, because that's what they do with us, very easy to work with and at a very affordable rate. And everybody just needs to go to prettyeasypodcast.com if they want to start their own podcast about any subject today with the help they need to get everything done in a very easy fashion without the stress that goes into, well, some pitfalls podcasters face. It's really a great solution. It's prettyeasypodcast.com. They'll help you uh, stay in line, stay in order, get your podcast done because they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. CFL podcast time. Someone's got to be out there to want to do it. Do it. Yeah. You know, well, I I, I have some uh, thoughts of, of on that myself, actually. We'll get into it in a, in a little bit when it comes to CFL podcasts and shows. Uh, but let's think and dunk around social media. Like we said, prowling through the night on social media, even in the YouTube comments. And Aaron Ponder wrote after last week's show, Bryant, which in last week's show, what did we cover? We covered uh, Nuco, the the presumed presumed company that will be, you know, what Alpha Entertainment was to the XFL in 2020. We covered uh, Danny Garcia's Instagram uh, story, which I've turned her, on my uh, notifications for her Instagram now, so. On that. That's an absolute must. And, of, of course, we covered the USFL, a lot of relevant topics last week, right? And, uh, well, Aaron Ponder on YouTube asked, y'all still do this? LOL. 
Hell yeah, we do it, Aaron. There's so much going on, we got to cover it all. So if you need that XFL fix, or you need to know what's going on with the USFL or the CFL and everything that's related to the XFL, you come to us. We're still here. I mean, we were gone for a little bit, Brian, but we've never left. We've never left. If there's football on the horizon for the XFL, that is where we are here every single week. I think that's I put it to you. Yes, we still do this. Of course, we still do this. And we would have been doing it for that time we were off if Alan wasn't, you know, slumming it every day wearing the same pants for three weeks. What did I do? You wore the same pants for three weeks, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe no pants for three weeks. I mean, I've, I don't remember. I've worn the same pants and yeah, for I would say probably uh three years. Maybe more. I mean, when we do the show, I have my lucky show pants. That's what I'm saying. Gotcha. Might cha- I might change them and put on Rough Riders pants if I get those sweatpants, but I'll give you an update on that later. Mark on the XFL fan line texted us. And remember that 724-565-4XFL. Do you think the ability to transfer and to make money legitimately in the NCAA in the future will damage the XFL or the CFL or the USFL's chances of landing solid young players? Great question. Lots of, of discussion to be had about that topic, but since we're just dinking and dunking, uh, Bryant, when it comes to Mark's question, I think the options in college f- football are expanding, but I think the chance to play pro football will always be uh, something a young player is going to consider no matter what even if you can hop from college to college make a little bit of money who knows really what that's going to entail we've discussed a little bit of that with naming rights how that's going to go on this show but when it comes to playing pro football and just getting paid to do it it's a lot easier than being in school and playing football because they still are in school. A lot of people forget that. But also, you're not getting school. play. You're not getting paid to play football. You're getting paid to do other exactly. things, right? For your name for out your there. Name. So maybe if you just want to get paid for what you're doing on the field, that's where these leagues. And also, I don't know how um, how much these leagues are going to push to get young players off the bat. This is we're talking three or four years down the line, probably at, at best. When these yeah, leagues and, are actually trying to get those the, players. Yeah, and remember that key that key thing that Bryant just said there, Mark. Thanks for that text for sure. But remember that for they're getting paid not to play for their name. So really, the, it, it is kind of apples and oranges and the, the ability to play pro football. Uh, the, the awesome thing for players, like we always say when it comes to even the spring league, it's a league about players getting opportunities, maybe not money, but the opportunities to make money playing football are increasing. For young players which is a great thing considering that young players are i would argue better than they've ever been uh coming out of college and even in high school just players are better they're evolving they're getting the coaching's getting better so players are getting better and it's beautiful to see and we need to see more of it that's why we're rooting for it you, you have XFL people learning how to play quarterback on youtube i mean there's so many more ways <laughs> for you to learn how to play football than there was when you and I were growing up in high school, Alan, because all we had was each other, and it wasn't pretty good. No, no, and that's why we sit and we uh, – I, I mean, I'm not even good enough to play Madden anymore. That's how fallen off, how much I've fallen off. It's it's. You just it's start tough. getting cricks you in your arm good. and your elbow if you start playing yeah, too much. Yeah. Rough. Bad, and then you gotta, you gotta, and then you gotta work work out a little bit to get back in shape. Maybe, maybe by the end of the summer I'll be playing Madden 22. We'll see. All right, last piece of Dinkin Dunkage here. Uh, the Dave Naylor interview, if anybody missed it, it dropped Thursday. We said last week we might have some bonus uh, uh, stuff for you regarding the CFL's big announcement. And the CFL did announce their return to play on August 5th is official. And so we had TSN's Dave Naylor on for a bonus episode, a good crisp interview, where we were expecting to go – into the CFL details and, and, and of course, how it affects the XFL and, of course, the USFL because we want to get Dave's take on that. Brian, we ended up going for 45 minutes, which I would say makes for a complete bonus episode we did this week that everybody needs to check out if they're an XFL fan or a CFL fan or someone who's interested in the USFL because we covered it all. And the spring league. I mean, it was it was a good, healthy conversation. We uh, bugged Dave Naylor on his day off. 
but uh, yeah, it turned in from an interview to a basically a little mini show covered a lot of subjects and just really, I, I didn't, it didn't feel like 45 minutes. Honestly, I thought we were only talking for 15 when we were actually talking them. So a uh, great interview, a friend of the show, Dave Naylor, check it out. It's, it's he's he's quite the i mean you know here's what i don't picture insiders in american sports being as cool as dave naylor yeah i would definitely agree with that i mean i i've at least talked to a lot of sports talkers and tv guys and reporters uh doing sports talk radio over the years bryant but when we get to talk to dave naylor it's like talking to an old buddy i mean we get we had a lot of fun, and he's becoming yeah. a great friend of the show. We really appreciate his time, and can't wait to see what he digs up on the XFL-CFL negotiations as yeah. they progress throughout the CFL 2021 season. But definitely, everybody, on your podcast feeds or right here on the YouTube channel, wherever you, you get this show each week, that bonus episode is up right now. So maybe even before you move on with this episode go back listen to that because we're going to cover a little bit of what we talked about with dave naylor it was a very big week for the cfl so we definitely wanted to get some extra stuff out there for you to to become informed with and also have some fun with so thanks to dave naylor again everybody check it out if you haven't already now we could get into some of the news from up north bryant and also some of the news from around the former xfl uh players uh moving around to different teams in the cfl and the nfl we're going to get all of it right here in this week's cover too i think we're just scratching the surface of what we're capable of okay so first let's start with xflers on the move brian and i would argue this guy's your favorite xfl player of them all that wasn't on the la wildcats demorne pearson l who has the best twitter handle at don't punt 15 underscore 15 because why would you punt to demorne pearson l has signed with the denver broncos the best l to ever play uh professional football Don't forget that's that. inaccurate but he's to play in the xfl i'll give you and yes so former battlehawks fans can root for demorne pearson l uh who made the broncos uh roster for Going into the preseason, we'll see if he lands on the, the main roster after the preseason, but good on him winning that tryout. Another XFLer in the NFL, Jeff Bedette, former renegade, Oklahoma Sooner, has signed with the Falcons, and he uh, did get a couple cracks, I think with Washington. I might be wrong there, but he's gotten some looks, and now he's with Atlanta getting another shot at the NFL and now this one's a big one. If you watch the XFL in 2020, he might have been the MVP. Cam Phillips, the wide receiver for the Houston Roughnecks, who scored all the touchdowns. Our offensive uh, his, player of the year, by the way. Yeah, when we gave our year-end awards. Uh, signed by the Hamilton Tiger Cats. He'll be playing in the hammer in the CFL. Big time XFL representation in the CFL. Not just with Cam Phillips. Bryant, but I took note of just some, and these are, this is tip of the iceberg stuff. There are so many XFLers in the CFL this coming season. That's why we're really interested in this season as well, because we, a lot of our favorites from 2020 are now getting a shot to keep playing in the CFL. But you have guys like friend of the show, James Butler, who is on this program, the running back for the Houston Roughnecks. He's playing in BC. Nick Hawley, the wide receiver, a friend of the show, played for the Roughnecks as well, playing with the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, Taylor Cornelius, quarterback for the Tampa Bay Vipers, is on the Edmonton Elks, coached by Jamie Elizondo, full of Tampa Bay Vipers on that team. It's basically Tampa Bay Vipers North. Um, you know, my, uh, they should have gone with the Edmonton. They should have gone with the Edmonton Elk Vipers, but whatever. Oh, that. That would have been badass. I mean, who wants to mess with an elk viper? I mean, that if you see one in the wild, take a picture and send it to us. Uh, the, and then the Riders, the team that I'll be rooting for, Brian, that I'm hoping you'll be rooting for. Uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders have Sammy Coates, who played wide receiver for the Houston Roughnecks. Uh, Demarcus Ayers, who played receiver for the Guardians. Uh, Kermit Whitfield, who played receiver for the LA Wildcats, and a ton more players that played in the xfl on that team and then this one's big the legend 
first touchdown scorer in the Battle Dome, Joe Powell. Remember that? Remember that kick return? Yeah, but I don't remember? think it was the first touchdown. It was the first kick was return the touchdown. F- that wasn't the first touchdown ever in the XFL. First kick return. Was yeah. It, what was the first touchdown in the Battle Dome? The first touchdown I remember it was a. I want to say it was like a run. It was after ah, I forget the name of the player. Uh, Ran the ball, you know, three times. He ran it like sixty yards, and then they gave it to another was guy to like run it in for like two yards. Was it Matt Jones or one of the running backs one for the those, Battle yeah. Hawks? Yeah, it wasn't the first touchdown. Well, it was the first anyway, kick return? Joe Powell's a legend because he scored the first kick return touchdown in the XFL. He's on the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and there are many others out there. So go look at those CFL rosters as you get ready to watch this season, because we know you will be. And you're going to see a lot of XFL names. Circle them, root for them, and keep an eye on them. We'll see what happens with them up in Canada this year. But I'm excited for that. In addition to just the CFL, and I love it, but now it's the CFL with a bunch of players I'm very familiar with as an XFL fan, Bryant. That is really cool and something to consider if you're on the fence about watching the 2021 CFL season. Well, and I also, like I say many times on this show, yes, we, we have all these XFLers, that were, names that we're used to as XFL fans um, in the CFL and even in the NFL, but in CFL specifically, we have a lot of players that we recognize. But I guarantee you, most of you guys didn't know who those players were before the XFL season. So if you watch the CFL, you're going to find even more players that you're going to enjoy and you're going to fall in love with and you're going to hope that they come and play in the XFL at some point uh, in the future. It's It's going to be really an interesting season for me as someone who's watched the CFL for a few seasons. And I mean, I'm still, I would say a novice, a neophyte, someone who's not just an all, you know, a lifer fan of the CFL, just still getting into it more and more. This really adds some, some flavor to it for me. And I think for a lot of Americans who've paid attention to the XFL, who love football, this is just great. So maybe we'll bring up some more names in the future but part two of the cover two yes the cfl returns on august 5th we go over all of it with dave naylor but on this show i'd also wanted brian just to go over the basics what everybody needs to know as the xfl aligns with the cfl you need to pay attention we would recommend to the cfl especially this season so here's what's going to happen the board of governors and the players have agreed upon a shortened season and earlier this week on monday it was a unanimous vote the league's ownership and the board of governors themselves, they voted yes, we'll play August 5th with this new collective bargaining agreement. So on August 5th, week one of the CFL kicks off, and here are the details. Shortened to 14 games this season, so it's shorter than usual CFL 16 weeks. Yep, 16 total weeks. And then the 108th Grey Cup will take place in Hamilton, and that – it's pushed back a little bit than normal, so it's going to be on December 12th. So it could be uh, 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 an interesting uh, climate for a championship game, which is which is different and, and interesting and, and going to be epic because it is, I mean, one of the coolest championship games you'll watch in all of sports, I say. I mean, I, I followed it. That I, followed ever, I haven't watched the CFL regularly, but I follow the Great Cup forever, Brian. It's prestigious. It's a big one, and that's on December 12th. Mark your calendars, uh, and, and who knows? Maybe I might even try to go. I don't know. Is it hard Ooh. to get a Great Cup ticket? Canada CFL fans? I've never even thought about that. I mean, do you have to buy, like, gonna, do you have to know happy. someone who knows someone? Do you have to buy just, like, a general zone ticket like you do with the Super yeah, Bowl and just like, get a ticket at some point? Is it like the Super Bowl? Yeah, you pay, pay way over face value, and face value really doesn't even exist. Is it like that? I don't know, but... It's happening on December 12th. And also for you Americans who are thinking, all right, I'm going to get into the CFL. Let me tee you up for that. ESPN Plus is where you could go watch it all. It's all right there. All the games. Watch them there. I'm sure – I think they do broadcast some games on you know ESPN or ESPN2 throughout the season. But ESPN Plus, if you want to watch all the games, and Brian, tell them the beauty about the CFL when it comes to people like us – who like watching everything, like every down. Wait, say, wait. what do you want me to tell people about the CFL, something that I've never watched before in my life? <laughs> you know, Because you were talking even to Dave Naylor about this. You see, you never listen. 
which is what he was telling me before the show. Basically, yes, very much so. CFL, every game is at a different time. Oh, I see what you're saying. The schedule. Why would you bring out the schedule? That's all you have to say. Hey, Brian, talk about the schedule. That is the best part, really, honestly, is because the CFL never overlaps with their games, kind of the way XFL did. So you just kind of watch games. They're spread out over a few days. It's a night. You can have some noise on in the background. What are you going to be watching during the summer? What are you going to be watching? Baseball every single night? Come on. Come on. Or if you're like me, who believes that every American home should have two TVs in a living room so you can watch baseball and the CFL at the same time. You could do that too. But yes, the CFL, turn it on this summer because it's going to be awesome. It's easily accessible even if you're in the United States. That's great. And I am going to try to watch every single game. It's going to be a little difficult um, with the scheduling because of the little one and stuff. But it's at the same time, you know, when the XFL was a thing, Right, and it was coming every single week, and, and I was enjoying. I was rewatching the games, so maybe these games are going to be worth rewatching as well at some point at three o'clock in the morning yeah. when you're running a bottle feeding your your six month old. That, that, that I will say the XFL had the thing it had is over the CFL. We'll see the rewatchability of the CFL, Bryant. But I know we watched every XFL game during the season, the shortened season, multiple times, live, and then of course on demand. These the CFL is accessible that way if you want to do that as well break down game tapes and learn a whole lot it is a hard um uh show to follow because the xfl think of like your favorite show that you've watched over you know 10 times and you put it on and all of a sudden there's something you didn't notice the first time you watched it and now you're noticing it this time that's what it's like watching an xfl game back oh my god i didn't even notice they did that interview look at look let's go right I don't think the CFL is going to match that, but we'll see. Hopefully, it's uh, something that's a little bit more uh, watchable uh, on a rerun well, or maybe they, some performance. A, there are a lot of things that are that are part of a CFL broadcast that that, that might fall into that category because there are games with live mics, and I do love they they put the viewer discretion is advised before a football game, which is cool because you might hear players screaming stuff that players scream, and yeah, the CFL. On Thursday nights, we'll have kind of more of a rocking, uh, raucous type of crowd and presentation. So, yeah, check it all out. Mark your calendars, August 5th. We're going to be following it here on this show, so we hope you follow along. And I teased it earlier, Brian, but more CFL-centric talk to come. I mean, who knows what we're what we're going to turn out. Maybe, maybe we can get a discount from Pretty Easy Podcast to help us maybe put together some extra shows, cover games each week. I mean, there's a lot of ideas I've running through my head. And, of course, time time is the most precious thing. We'll see what we can do. But, I mean, either way, we're going to be referencing the CFL throughout its season because it does affect the XFL. So, if you're a new fan or a fan of the CFL from before, let's rock because it's going to be a part of this show uh, throughout this coming season. Well, I think the one thing that we'll definitely have to pay attention to is the rules and how they play their game and what we do like, what we don't like. Conceptually, I think a lot of XFL fans don't like what they're hearing when it comes to three downs, when it comes to 12 players or wider fields, the rouge, the goalposts at the front. There's a lot of different things you're going to notice. And I think over time, uh, you're going to either learn that you maybe do like them or you hate them even more than you thought. Oh, yeah, I'm excited for that because what kickoff is August 5th. So that night we'll probably re- be recording a show based on, you know, our current scheduling we're doing. So with when we crank this thing out. So I expect that night of August 5th us to be doing the show and Brian to be fully reacting and probably overreacting to seeing some rules. Hopefully, hopefully the game ends on a missed field goal. That's what I'm hoping. For. Now, we'll say I have watched maybe one, maybe two CFL games in the past. This was specifically when the XFL was kicking, was uh, getting ready to kick off. But I didn't pay attention to like the rules in the sense that do I like them or do I not like them? I was just watching football on TV, so it will be a different uh, perspective that I will be watching these TV shows, which I'm excited with TV shows. These are games on. Uh, I still haven't picked my team. I don't know if I'm going to do the Rough uh, Riders. I don't know. It just seems like maybe I should pick something else to have a different viewpoint. Yeah, whatever. If you don't pick the Rough Riders, just know that you're you're dead to me. The CFL <laughs> on. on- 
This is the XFL show. Yes, it's happening. We will be covering it in a different way, but we might be cranking out other stuff. So keep an eye out and let us know what you want us to do during the CFL season. If you want us to cover it, uh, we'll do our best. Obviously, there's some great CFL shows, podcasts, and reporters that you could be following, but uh, we'll be definitely have our own perspectives on everything going on throughout this season. And now we can get into the hot read, Bryant, because in this portion of the show, now that we know the CFL is back, they're going to be playing, of course, pending some pesky governments just making it official, but that's coming. Otherwise, the CFL would not have said they're doing this. Just kidding. Uh, yeah, just kidding. Actually, no, we're not playing. I got ah. screwed up. I just got screwed up. We got the wrong, wrong info. No, it's happening. Uh, but now that we know when it's happening, where it's happening. Oh, yeah, real quick. Didn't throw this out there. It, for the first two weeks, just the the Eastern Canada teams are playing away from their home stadiums. They'll be playing on the West where things are a little bit more open. So that's one thing to also just keep an eye out on. And if you, when we get to the first weeks and you're like, Oh, these, why is the Toronto team not even playing at home? They're going to be on the road for the first two weeks until things open up in the, on the East coast. So you got Hamilton, Toronto, uh, Montreal, um, believe you in Ottawa. We'll have to, will have to be playing away from their home stadiums. But that's one other thing to clear up. But in the hot read, we're going to keep the CFL in mind, but we're going to steer it now back towards more XFL-centric, as always, Bryant, uh, because the CFL is returning. They're playing a football season. While negotiations are going on with the XFL, that's going to be interesting. So now we know what's this ne- what this next step will be for one side of the table. What does it mean for the other side of the table? We have to break it down in this week's hot read. So our reactions to the CFL returning, we documented a little bit of it with Dave Naylor, Brian, on that bonus episode. But let's talk now about how it affects the XFL-CFL talks. You start. How do you believe the season actually going on will affect this XFL CFL negotiations for alignment, if at all. Well, I'm kind of on the f- side where a lot of people are reporting that these, and you know, Dave Naylor reported a few times that these things are on parallel tracks, right? They're not actually crisscrossing with one another. Um, do I know anything else? No. Do I do I know anything different from that? Absolutely not. But I will say that I feel as though the XFL didn't really care if the CFL played this year. Um, it wasn't part of their plan. I think uh, if you go back and listen to Dave Naylor, you say, you know, this is a 20 to, you know, 25 year plan. What's going to happen in 20 years? Not so much what's going to happen, um, you know, now. So at the end of it all, do I think this has any bearing whatsoever on the XFL talks, I'm going to say no. And the reason mainly is because it's such a weird season for the CFL. You can't judge future seasons based on this season. I, I, I tend to agree with you, but then I also think about what you brought up earlier uh, in the day, or maybe even yesterday when we were prepping for Dave Naylor. And that's what if, what if, the CFL season didn't even happen. What would that have meant for them uh, going back, you know, to the XFL and saying, okay, let's do this thing. They would have no brand awareness really globally. I mean, can Canadian fans, of course it's an institution. They're going to know what the CFL is, but like the CFL just playing games and being in the public eye, even we'll see how big of a season they have, uh, you know, in terms of ratings and attendance, but not being in the public eye in the in 2021 means basically you don't exist. People are on social media nonstop putting out every thought and thing they do because if they don't, they'll feel like they don't exist. Right. And that is not true for individuals. I want to say that. You could put your phone down. But for a league, for something as big as the CFL, trying to get attention and eyeballs and make money, a business, you have to be out there. You can't Basically, you're the USFL or the XFL, for that matter, if you're not actually playing on the field. So it helps the CFL. It's a league with visibility going back to the table now. It, it is the active league. 
in the in the negotiations. The XFL not active. The CFL very much active, starting in August, and I think it really that regardless of how much money is lost, which will will happen for the CFL, playing is huge for them because now they have they have some negotiating power. They have a little confidence, I think, as a league too. Uh, you know the the board of governors have have a. Uh, probably a whole lot of uh, momentum coming their way in terms of the joy that they're going to see from fans. I mean, look at the Elks. They changed their name and they're seeing record sales and people are all about it. So that's good news for them. And I think you're going to see maybe a different mentality. Uh, I mean, obviously the business model is coming from a side of desperation from the CFL side, but uh, going into these talks, it's going to be a league that's going to be much more, confident that they are who they who they were before the pandemic even though they're they're going to require major changes via the xfl alignment they're not this totally lost desperate league that didn't even play for two seasons they missed one season because of the pandemic and now they're making changes that quite honestly probably needed to be made regardless of the pandemic well what kind of changes are they making regardless of the pandemic what they should have played a shorter season they should no, move their I schedule think this, this is this league needed to change its business model. They needed to go to some sort of uh, what's changing. That, you know, wasn't yeah that that was yeah exactly that needs to change and that's what's going to be the big change for that league. So that's the main. But what I'm what saying, I'm sorry, that, what that I'm saying, in t- I'm saying this year with 2021, what is changing to change that? Because now they're making those changes but they're not coming from a, a place of like we have we've lost two years of value we've lost two years of being in the public eye like the xfl could pick you if they're if they're you know predators at the negotiating table in terms of whatever they're negotiating rules money uh ownership the cfl now goes into this with a, a little bit more juice i think and they can get a little I, bit more out of it I think so, but I, I, I think so, but I don't know if it. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're the CFL, what is it that you are giving up that this season is going to let you keep and, that you care and, about? Well, also, you can also say, well, if they didn't play in 2021, would they have been even able to play in 2022 or ever again? Would the XFL even have a negotiating partner? That's speculation right there that I'm bringing up. But uh, in our conversation with Dave Naylor, he said as much like if it didn't happen this year, would have a bunch of owners jumped off abandoned ship and said, this isn't working for me. And then what? Then what do you have a CFL league with less teams or that folds like playing this season was big because it it brought not only Canada's not coming it's coming back to a little bit of normal after the pandemic, but it, the league is back to normal because they're actually playing and they exist. I just, I, I don't see, and I don't mean to kind of discredit what you're saying. I'm just, I, I don't see what the CFL is gaining by playing in terms of the negotiating table. I don't see what they're gaining by playing the season that they had to give up in the negotiations. I don't see I, it. I In the nego they, the, the negotiations might fall through if they don't even play. Who knows? Why? Who who negotiates with a league that might not even be able to? But be the XFL up knew that that's itself. a possibility. You think the XFL is like, okay, we're done. Sorry. I mean, obviously, circumstances can change it. Any if the CFL comes out and makes a ten million dollars per game for a team, like you think yeah. they're going to be like, hey, XFL, come and help us? Of course not. You know, we're, we're, stay down here with me, Mister. I don't like to talk about crap that that's way out there and obscure but also if the cfl didn't even play it would turn from wouldn't it have turned from and they became a really desperate league wouldn't it have turned from negotiations to really just like uh a, a corporate takeover a takeover of sorts another well, league taking over another league i'm, I'm answering you your question that? what what i mean look at Next week, we're going to go into what's going to happen when these two leagues merge, and we're going to talk about this, Mr. Like, you, you hate speculating, but this is all speculation because we don't even yeah. know what the XFL is interested in. We don't know what they want. 
the XFL and, and, and Redbird Capital knew that it was a very good possibility that 2021 was not going to happen for the CFL. That was before they started talking. That was before they started negotiating. Like, that could have very well happened. And they were still negotiating. Like, I don't see how that helps them do in that think, sense. Do you think anyone at Redbird, whenever they announced the Board of Governors that they are playing, went like this? Ah, damn it. <laughs> You think that that's the case? Uh, no, we had him on the ropes. I don't think that. I just think that that was a possibility, and and and, and they knew that going, and they being Redbird, Dwayne DeRock Johnson, Danny Garcia, everyone knew that that was uh, a possibility. So for the, for well, us I to say, hey, the, I agree with the parallel, uh, you know, tracks. Like there are two different things: the CFL playing in twenty twenty one and the negotiations going on about the future. But CFL playing in 2021, the way it does affect that other track, even a little bit, is that no. the CFL isn't totally in, like this inept league that hasn't played for two years. No, we can talk parallel tracks all we want, but you think the Board of Governors is going to approve this vote if it meant the XFL thing was going to go away? No, 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 no. Exactly. That, no, so are they really truly that, parallel? That, it, it, it affects it minimally, I think. But you're right. They're minimally. Like, they're, the, minimally. The negotiations are going. Yeah. If, if Redbird's like, hey, CFL's... if you guys don't play this season, we're not. It, it, it's all together. Now, as it yeah. pertains to the actual negotiations and what both leagues want out of this, I think the 2021 season has nothing to do with it. No. At all. No, not at all. No. No. That's where the. That's where the. The delicate nature uh, of what the C- where the CFL's at comes into play because we did get into this a little bit with Dave Naylor too but you and I haven't really given our opinions on it Brian so the announcements from the, these alignment negotiations and exactly what it ends up being could severely affect what CFL fans know the CFL as so it's really delicate that's the word to use uh, during the season, you come out and announce, all right, everybody enjoy this because pretty soon you won't have three-down football or a ton of these rules or we're just going to an XFL rulebook or whatever the case is going to be. I, whatever is announced, let's all agree. Whatever's announced, some, there are gonna, going to be people who are pissed. There will be people who will be mad that are CFL fans that, uh, because something's going to change and they, they won't like it. And that might be a very small minority. So... Knowing that, when do you step out of Fort Wayne, Indiana, or wherever the hell these negotiations are taking place, and make an announcement about the alignment? Is it during the 2021 season, or before it, or after it? Where you come well, out on this? Here's here's right, and if you go back and listen to the Naylor interview again, you'll see my position was: if you take the XFL out of this equation, just for the moment and you look at this as a CFL, the CFL, if they're going to end their season in December, they're probably going to try to kick off April, May, and that announcement would have to happen, what, October, November of this year? Like, that's something that you have to plan for because you have a draft, you have free agency, you have all these things coming up. Like, to me, without the XFL, the CFL has to make an announcement. Now we throw the XFL back in there a little bit and say, okay, well, what happens if it's an alignment discussion? Uh, you got to be careful if you're the CFL because a lot of times if you um, announce that you're going away and you don't know what you're coming back as, or if you're partnering and, and you know, hey, this is, what's, this is what our plan is and we're going to be back with four down football in a year and a half, your fans don't want you anymore. They're not going to give you this swan song. You can't call it the CFL final season um, and have people be excited about it. You know, the Brooklyn Dodgers, I'm a huge Dodger fan. But in 1958, uh, excuse me, 50, 58, 57, 58 or 57, I forget. Uh, when they left Ebbets Field in Brooklyn, there's about 2,000 people there to say goodbye to the Dodgers. This is the Brooklyn Dodgers, the, one of the biggest franchises at that time. So people, when you're when you're leaving them, don't want anything to do with you. So the CFL has to be very careful. I do think we're going to get announcements throughout the season. 
I can't imagine they're going to wait until the end of the year or even until January to make some sort of announcement. The XFL has to explain what they're going to do in 2022. All they've said is we're not, we've halted our plans, but they haven't canceled their plans. So that's where we are. It's a guessing game. And the more I think about it, the thing I would be, I'm not, I'm, I don't know what's going to happen, but what I think I'd be comfortable with is the CFL announces 2022 is on. It's a normal CFL season. And if you want to wait till after 2021's CFL season to announce what the alignment will be, those details, I'll be fine with that in December. And I could see that happening if we're waiting that long. If I'm putting money on it, I have to imagine at least some sort of mini nugget of information is coming out between now and I'm going to say the middle of the CFL season, which would be what, uh, September, October? So within the next four months, these ne- the negotiations will will provide us with some details as to what the what they actually are. Um, but I I would be fine if they are going to wait till the end of the year. As long as, like you said, 2022's CFL season, that needs that information we almost need yesterday. You know, that that is paramount, too, because, like, that is the immediate future of that league. And for the people who are concerned about on the CFL side about the XFL's uh, infiltration into what they know as the CFL, that's very important. Yeah. Uh, and then as XFL fans, I mean... Oh, sorry, we're patient. So, you know, I, 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 <laughs> I was fine done with that before. Whatever, you know, I'm fine with whatever in terms of the timeline for the announcements. I'm watching the CFL season. Former professional and, radio host just dropping yeah. bad words. Like I did that. I never worked in radio. Come on, man. Sorry. I'm, okay, you know, well, you know, I'm here waiting and I'm ready to wait some more whatever give me the announcement when it's ready when it's hot and ready i just want the the timeline to make sense like it did going up to 2020 with what just so there's time for everything to be aligned for the alignment like teams cities players coaches like we did in 2020 rule book not as much as a con- of a concern there uh although you're gonna probably have to if you're merging rule books that might be a little difficult but you don't have to come up with new ideas. We at least think. Let's hope not, because that would just be a whole other problem. You don't you're putting on the plate that you don't need. So, yes, when it comes to the delicacy of the announcements, the CFL's in a very, very uh, awkward position with that. The XFL, not so much. And I'm, I'll be interested to see what the XFL side, you know, Danny Garcia and The Rock, what they do. Like, do they? promote the cfl during the season do they have like how long are these ndas going for and are they going to be doing stuff in the public that uh you know that get people excited about the alignment maybe before the cfl is actually comfortable with that like that's also stuff that needs to be negotiated like the ndas and like when when you can actually say anything about what we're talking about here xfl side because if you say it you could ruin everything for us <laughs> so and, and and the whole thing so it's got it is delicate for everybody there are tons of fans at stake here with this alignment talk you know from the cfl side especially so that's that's the really interesting thing but do you think, think the cfl it, it, will be promoted by like xfl social media throughout the season i think it'll be subtle promotions right like the rock is is great at um, saying, oh, just chilling here, with, drinking some Terramana, watching the CFL game. God, I remember my days in the CFL when you know <laughs> I left with seven bucks in my pocket. Like that's the stuff he does, right? That's what he's good at. Same thing with Danny Garcia. Danny Garcia can tweet a picture of her saying, "Hey, look at my new manicure. What's going to be the Blue Bombers playing? You know, the Rough Riders in the background. I got my Winnipeg Blue Bombers like colors on today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, hopefully, so there's a lot of green. <laughs> Uh, so a lot of that stuff will just be subtle. I don't. I can't imagine the XFL is going to be like, "Hey guys, check out the." Uh, unless the Rock will show up there and be like, "Hey, the Rock's going to be at the CFL game. Come check it out." You know, things like that, perhaps. But 
Uh, other than that, I don't think we're going to see direct promotions between them. Um, uh, you don't think Ad XFL twenty twenty two is going to be tweeting? Uh, riders win! Riders win! Thirty three to nineteen over <laughs> Hamilton. No, no, no highlights. Yeah, I don't. I don't. No, mm, no. Don't expect no. that quite yet. No, 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 no. no. But uh, I think it'll still be an interesting uh, perspective from the XFL because we still have a lot of announcements from the XFL that we need to hear. So what this all means, how this is all going to be related to eventual kickoff for the XFL uh, is the biggest question mark, I think, in football today. That includes the NFL, because what is the XFL? Uh, we're still trying to figure that out. We've been on this train for quite some time. So, Y'all still doing can't this? Can't wait. LOL? If you're the XFL, <laughs> uh, if you're the XFL, you can't wait till the end of the year to do something, right? You have to make some sort of announcement before then. I mean, you don't have to. I mean, ideally, you don't have you do to do anything, but your hat, your so isn't their social media handle still XFL 2022? Correct. I believe it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe in that regard, you have to be like, hey, we changed it to add XFL 2023 if that happens. Or I don't know. <laughs> Just a subtle change. Something yeah. subtle, at least. But as a fan, I'm fine with it because um, I know that realistically this thing's two years away from happening fully but there are a lot of things that need to happen and be told to us fans in between first and foremost 2022's cfl season that is very big i think and uh yeah what about you as a first time cfl watcher this coming season what are you most excited for for that league uh for the league themselves just to kick off and actually have a full season I'm excited to see some football that is not the NFL or the or college football, and see what this is all about. You know, I think you know, I, I people are passionate. They're not going to be passionate for no reason. So let's give it a chance to try to figure out why uh, the CFL fans love their football so much. I'm excited to see the uh, Elk Vipers. Elk Vipers dominate. Dominate. dominate, dominate. If that ha- if that happens, so it would be like. Uh, uh, be some bragging rights for the XFL if the Elk Vipers win. Do you imagine that? Like, yeah, an elk horn, but at the but it's actually the horn is the big viper. Yeah. See the someone mocked that logo up now. Tweet it at XFL show. <laughs> CFL has already been infiltrated by some XFL players and coaches, uh, but we'll see what the the alignment actually turns out uh, to be. In the meantime, let's watch some CFL football. And, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, we get, uh, you know, I'm uh, kind of surprised, actually, that we didn't see anything from at least personal accounts like Danny Garcia and The Rock say, congrats to the CFL or excited see, for the CFL. Negotiations season. are off. That's what that means to me. There's, they don't you think they care. go back for the next meeting? Like, you didn't even say congrats. On Instagram, what, what, are you not are you not happy for us, Randy? You said these converse these this season was not happening. It's over. <laughs> Taking my Tim Hortons back. That is not happening. Not happening. Uh, but that's definitely keep not an happening. Eye out. Keep uh, those notifications on Danny Garcia's Instagram. On turned on. Have to. It's a must, especially if you're an XFL fan. Uh, don't forget, Alan. We got some football this weekend coming up. We got the uh, Elf kicking off this weekend if you can try to find Elf. how to do that you got the championship uh match in the tsl uh the mega with the jousters and the Bowl. yeah i know luis perez is in it right he made luis perez and i believe jousters. it's the lineman i believe it's the lineman it's the mega Bowl, not but not the flint flint tropics mega Bowl. it's the other mega Bowl, the new mega Bowl. <laughs> We're on our way to the Bourbon Bowl. It's not. It's no Bourbon Bowl, but it is the Mega Bowl, Houston, and uh, it's at Rice Stadium, 2 p.m. Central Time. This uh, what is it? This Saturday. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to compete with the U.S. Open, so I don't know. Maybe I should have thought about that a little bit more. Yeah. Or either the, way, the Euro. Oh, the Euro. Euro is good. Good. Good stuff. 
If you like some soccer, Euro, check it out as well. Or if you like betting like Alan, then you can watch the Euro all day long. But regardless, uh, when it comes to the XFL, oh, we are here every single Friday. So make sure you check us out on your favorite podcast app. That's either Apple, uh, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you give us that five-star review and tell your friends about us. If you got a question, comment, or topic you want us to cover, well, te- te- excuse me, well then text or call the XFL fan line 724-5654-XFL. Uh, standard text messaging and international rates do apply. Uh, also, follow us on social media at uh, XFL Show, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Still not TikTok, maybe one day. Or if you want to say hi, hello, and subscribe and watch us on YouTube doc, uh, on YouTube at xfl.show, uh, the official website of This is the XFL Show. And don't forget to check out our XFL. sponsors. Pretty easy pod- I love that. <laughs> don't forget to check out our sponsors. Pretty Easy Podcast. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com and get started today because they make podcasting um, pretty easy. Go ahead. Get out of here. He did it. At, at X- xfl.show. I'm a little flustered. It's, I'm, I'm on vacation. I'm in Palm Springs. Uh, it looks, I'm hoping. It looks very nice there. Thank you very much. Uh, I am hoping to get some sort of announcement. Because a couple times ago, I think I mentioned I was in Palm Springs when the uh, XFL schedule came out. Or the, no, I'm sorry, the, the TV deal came out. So it's very Wait, exciting. Are you, are you stuck in the movie Palm Springs and you're, we're just reliving I hope so. Old I'll episodes? take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. I just... I just want all I want is this uh, thing to kick off in August and the CFL to have a good season and we'll be patient and I'm sure we'll get our announcements when they are good and ready. But until then, we'll just be covering it all and talking to cool people like Dave Naylor and Mike Mitchell and everybody else covering this thing. We're looking forward to having more guests doing more interesting stuff here on this is the XFL show, the original official XFL podcast. Y'all still doing this? Uh, yeah, and we do this better than anyone. So come in, make sure you check us out. So much to talk about. There's so much. We talked for 50 minutes today. Yeah, leave that and acknowledge us on your favorite podcast platform or YouTube. That would be xfl.show, my new favorite website, and it should be yours too. And if you watch that European Football League, let us know. We're going to try to catch one or two games maybe. Uh, Bryant, we'll have to discuss while you're Pick on a team. vacation. Pick a team. Pick a team. Pick a team. Rock Claw, Panthers, all the way. I'm going to go with the Galaxy. LA ties. I'll just go with the Galaxy. All right. I like it. I went with Panthers because Pitt Panthers. So There you that's, go. That's, galaxy for the same Galaxy. Same philosophy. Let's rock and roll. All right. Good luck to, the, to Elf, the European League of Football. And uh, good luck to all of you this weekend we'll see you next week for more xfl talk good crisp football talk you know where to find it for bryant i'm alan this is the xfl show remember they're listening